This week, my family has been talking a lot about leadership. And I think one of the traits of leadership that we often think we understand is listening. And because it's a week before Thanksgiving, I thought there would be time for a throwback episode about the four parts of communication and how we can be better listeners and better communicators. Because communicating is how humans connect. Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. Today's episode is a throwback from one that I recorded in November of 2020, and it's about the art of listening. And I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that it gives you fresh eyes and is a good reminder of things you can use at your Thanksgiving table. Two more tips before you start. One, always have a code word with your kids when you're going to a holiday festivity and they haven't been around those people for a while. Allow your kids to save face. Allow them to whisper something like, I see a purple cow or can we cuddle? (laughs) Just something to have a code word that the location they're in is too much for you or them right now and you can connect and pause. Second, in the wise words of Julie Bogart of Brave Writer, and um, you can check her out. She's a homeschool mentor and language arts coach. But she has a phrase that says, let them eat pie, give them pie. So if you're at a sticky moment at a holiday event, a family get together, offer them pie, (laughs) right? Give them something to fill their mouth so the talking stops. (laughs) Um, it's just a strategy. I think you're amazing. I hope that this episode gives you tips. It was fun to re-listen to, and it's definitely going to give me tips on how to communicate at Thanksgiving. I ran across a great quote, and that's how we're going to kick off today's podcast. The art of listening is not to hear what someone says, but to hear how they feel by Bob Chapman. The art of listening is not to hear what someone says, but to hear how they feel. Today's podcast is about the four stages of communication. We're going to break down what it means to be the speaker and what it means to be the listener. And I've realized while we're at home that we're either actively trying to choose connection with our family and our kids or we're choosing disconnection with our actions. And one of the largest ways we can choose connection is by communicating well in both our speaker role and our listener role. I figured that in 2020 that you've spent so much time with your family that maybe like me at different times, you've literally thought, why can't they read my thoughts yet? Like, we've spent all this time together. We know each other better, right? Because of all this time we've spent together. But still, we're having issues understanding 
what I mean to say and what someone else is hearing me say. So let's break down the four stages of communication so we can actively choose connection. Connection is the foundation of relationships. It's the foundation of parenting. You can't correct a kid's behavior without connecting to them first. So let's think about how we're using communication. Step one is we're going to look at the responsibility of the speaker. The first job of the speaker is to know what you want to say. What do you mean to say? That's your first job as a speaker is that you're having thoughts and you have an intention about what you want to say. All communication starts with thoughts and feelings, okay? That's the first job of the speaker. The second job of the speaker is actually speaking, like I am right now, right? Like it's your job to judge me as the listener, Um, but it's my job right now is to express myself and my clear Am I saying how I want to say the things right there? I'm not. I'm trying to communicate a set of ideas in my head with intention so that I can express a new idea, maybe pull on your heartstrings, right? So as the speaker, I actually have to try to say what I meant to say. That's the speaker's job. That's part two of communication. But what I want to say is not always clear. Maybe I'm making the wrong word choices. Maybe my tone or body language is distracting. But that's my responsibility as the speaker is to actually try to say the things I want to say. But as a listener, you have a really important job. So part Jobs three and four are for the listener. And you get to determine the grade, how good of a job I'm doing right now of being a speaker. I know what I want to say, but you're listening to what I'm saying. Your first job as the listener is what did I hear Christy say? And in order to hear me say, you have to choose where your attention is. Are you actively listening? Are you distracted? Are there kids running around? Are you scrolling Instagram while listening to this podcast? Are you on a run? There's all sorts of things that could be vying for your attention. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Do you need to go potty? Right? Or are you tuned in? Maybe you've got a post-it note and you're taking some notes. You're actively listening. That is your number one job as the listener. The number two job as the listener, the fourth part of communication, is you get to figure out what I'm trying to say. You get to assume a meaning, assign a meaning with about what words I actually say. And that meaning will be based on how well you're listening, that active listening, are you actually paying attention or are you distracted? Or it will be based on if you're listening in a way that has you already thinking about what you're going to say. Are you listening to prove that you're right? 
Are you more interested in being right? Or are you more interested in connection? Because if we're not actively listening in that third step of the communication, we can really damage the trust of the person that's trying to communicate with us. There's a man on social media. His name was Colin Kirchner. He recently, unfortunately, passed away in October unexpectedly at age 40. He has a quote that I've been thinking about a lot since he passed. And he said, showing your kids you love them is 2% effort and 98% putting your phone down. So put your phones down and hug your kids. And this ties into these four stages of communication, right? Because whenever someone's talking to us, we're trying to build trust, We're trying to actively choose connection. And as the listener, you get to come back with questions. You can say, can you tell me more about that? Can you give me a little bit more information? Am I understanding that right? Was this shirt really polka dots with dinosaurs and vampires? You can pause Ask the next question. I think that the most important job a listener can do is to listen and then ask the second question. To me, it's the second question that really solidifies that your number one goal of this communication is to understand the other person's intentions. And especially as we're putting this in framework of talking to our kids and talking to our spouse or partner, that these are the most important people of our life. If we can pause and ask a question to a stranger on in, on the internet through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, then you can pause in a real life conversation and ask a second question and really invest that energy. Your relationships are worth it. So let's recap. There are four stages of communication. There are two stages for the speaker and two stages for the listener. Number one, the speaker has to have an intention, something that they want to say. Number two is the speaker actually says something. Now, number three, this falls onto the listener. The listener has to decide Am I hearing? What am I hearing? How well am I hearing? Am I actually choosing to listen? And number four is when the listener assigns a meaning to what the speaker said. We all want to feel seen and heard and valued and secure in our relationships. All day long, we are making bids with each other through communication and body language to say, am I valuable? Am I important? Do you love me? So as we break down the stages of communication, thinking about our kids, thinking about the people that we live with, our families, it's so important to remember that we want to keep turning towards each other. We want to keep choosing connection. And yes, talking to a three-year-old or a two-year-old 
or a one and a half year old who can speak broken words is adorable and cute and your intention and their intentions will be different than a 14 year old wrestling with the big ideas of life or your 30 year old child or your 60 year old mother. There's time for all those conversations that fit into this framework about thinking what the person meant to say and how you as a listener are interpreting that. I always assume that people in my closest relationships are not out to get me. So if we can just start with there, right? Like, hopefully you have such a layer of trust and love and kindness and generosity in your house that even when you're hearing something you don't expect to hear, you can pause and assume, pause and figure out that there's some other need trying to be expressed. That maybe the words that are being said don't match the intention because sometimes my kids or myself can feel really frustrated and what I mean to say is probably more like I need help or I'm feeling lonely I'm insecure right now I'm hurting but how I'm saying it sounds like I'm impatient or I just want this done perfectly or Please just go to bed for the hundredth time because I need a break. It's hard work being a parent. As I take the time to learn about communication, I'm sharing with you things that I'm pausing to consider, that I'm trying to apply to my active parenting right now. I know that even when I get it wrong, I still believe that I'm the right person mom for my kids and my kids are the right kids for me to parent. We can do this together and we can learn better and do better. Communication is worth the effort. Love is worth this effort. Now let's talk about your self-care for this week. I want you to lay down on the floor and put your feet up against the wall for at least a minute I really want you to like lay down, right? Scoot your butt up against the wall and put your feet up and just lay down. I like to do this for like a whole song and you can feel the blood flow changing in your body. I've been listening to a lot of Hamilton music lately. I like doing this to the song Hurricane. I think that's the name of the song. So now you know one of my calm down self-care strategies. If this doesn't work for you, if you have mobility issues where you cannot lay down on the floor and put your feet up, then lay down flat on a bed or on the couch and listen to something. Just lay down for one song. Set an intention. 2022, Christy here interrupting. And I just want to say, yes, I agree with the self-care. Put your feet up, (laughs) lay down, let yourself rest, put on one song and just tell your family you can't be interrupted unless there's fire, vomit, guts, or blood. 
Okay? <laughs> One song. Set a boundary. Let yourself rest. You deserve it. Now your family fun play idea. So you can actively choose connection and make the memories that you want to have in the future. I want you to get out a game that maybe you played when you were a kid. In my house, we've been playing so many games of Connect Four on a level where it's gotten a little bit competitive because people are watching Connect Four strategy videos on YouTube. Maybe Connect Four won't be the family game that you bond over to make memories for. Maybe it's Go Fish or Uno, Checkers, Chess. There's a lot of people playing chess because of the Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit. Just pick a game and see where it goes. This is working well for all the ages in my house because there's that six-year gap, right? We have 14, 12, and 6. Or no, 14, 12, and 8. And it's engaging. We just leave the game out all the time. So it's available all the time. And this has been going on for the last three weeks. This Connect Four madness. So I hope you have fun with each other. Back to 2022, Christy. If you've been following me at all for any length of time, since 2012, we've been doing an epic Thanksgiving game day challenge. So I fully support this idea of slowing down, enjoying the game. I started with a Rock'em Sock'em tournament and now... It is an all-day affair with games picked by every people and golden trophies that get signatures. You never know when a family tradition is going to just take a life of its own because you decided to try it. That's, that's the wisdom here. Well, you are exactly the right mom for your kids. I am so glad that we can keep podcasting together and that we're both alive in this moment. What a gift it is. Please put your hand on your heart and the other hand on your stomach and take a deep breath in with me. And know that you are exactly the right mom for your kids. None of this is on accident or by chance. And I'm glad to know you. If you want to add coaching to your team of motherhood, or if you want to work on communication skills or grit or resilience, reach out to me and we can talk about coaching. Please send this episode to three friends, especially those that you know might need to serve pie at Thanksgiving to get people to stop talking. Have a great day and happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate you, and you are so loved and lovable.